Hello, and welcome to the Council Culture Podcast, a podcast where we look through the lens of counselling in today's culture to help and equip you to live life to the full wherever you are. believe that everyone should have access to and benefit from the core skills of counselling that help you do life well, leading ourselves in relationships, mental and emotional health, work and navigating life in these really fast changing times. My name is Nicholas Marks and it is my pleasure to host Council Culture. Hello everyone and welcome Welcome back to the Council Culture Podcast. Uh, we hope you were benefited and blessed from uh, doing Christmas well, the last episode, episode 11, and how to finish the year well. And this is an extension of that today where we are focusing on Sabbath, rest, and play. Welcome to Siobhan Barassi and Max Schneider, the panel. We're back together. We are. Hi, guys. Hey, guys. How are you, Max? I'm well. I'm well. I'm looking forward to... Uh, Sabbath, rest, and play, in particularly yeah. uh, you know around Christmas and uh, the early part of January. It's, it'll be a great um, yeah. intentional time for me, I think, to really lean into doing Sabbath and rest and play. Yeah, because since we last spoke, the year's pretty much done now in the sense of you know the the work things for, and I say that for most of us. It, I know it's not for everybody. You might be an essential. Uh, services worker or work in healthcare, and it's just you know things are going on. But there's a um, so very much mindful. Everyone's uh, trajectory here is not the same, but for many, there's a time of well, hopefully we're all doing Christmas, and then I hope having some break, whether it's over Christmas and in the new year, yours might be at the end of Jan or in February. And um, when is not so much the issue. It's I think in this one, it's it's um, why and how. Why, why do Sabbath, why rest well, why play is important, and well, how do we do that? And so we're going to look at that. And, and again, as the last episode for the year, we just hope this blesses you, and thanks so much for taking the time to listen. And I, I really hope to lean into this one, and just maybe there's just something that speaks to you. I think we're a little bit more weary. Sometimes it's not until you actually, you know, you, you get off the merry-go-round, you realise how dizzy you are. I think it's not until you take a break, have a real rest that's more than a couple of days or a week, hopefully, that you realise how much you needed it and how weary you really are mentally and emotionally uh, and physically. And, and things like there's some, been some heightened anxiety about what's going on around the world, clearly the pandemic, the response to the pandemic and things like borders and vaccines, some of these things have been straight lines. They haven't been easy. And so I think with this increase in anxiety, that can also take a toll on our physical selves. And so I think there, there is that need for mental and emotional, uh, spiritual, definitely spiritual, and physical rest. So we want to look at those today. Any thoughts on that, guys, just broadly about where we're at? A quick thought that jumps to mind, Nick, and I share this with a lot of clients, particularly at this time of the year, is that um, sometimes we tend to think uh, of work as the things that you do for a living and when you're not doing that, you're resting or you're not working. Um, and so what I share with people is the importance of being really intentional about um, 
knowing that when you come home and you're doing the cooking, you're, you're, you know, helping with the kids, um, you're doing stuff around the house, that that can also be a form of work. And so it's really important that we learn to carve some time and some space for doing Sabbath and doing rest in ways that are, that don't involve those day-to-day things that are just as much work as you know, the stuff that we do for a living that we get away, you know, from. Um, so just hold, holding that in mind. And it's hard to do. I mean, if you if you think about the spaces that we have around our lives that are that don't involve some degree of work, it's actually not a lot. Um, and we probably all need some help and some wisdom in how to increase that a little bit and create some margin especially with the blurred boundaries of working from home in the last 18 months for a lot of people, um, it really adds that other dimension and the need for being more deliberate around what you do when and how. Yep. It's actually also a commandment, isn't it? We're actually given a commandment to rest one day in seven because, because God rests one day in seven. That's right. That's right. And what's behind that commandment, some really interesting stuff that's come out of Tim Keller's work in the U.S., he, um, is that the, the reason for that, that God commands it, is not so that we can be um, rested and uh, healthier, although that's super important, but also so that we can enjoy what we've worked for. That's, what, that's why God rested on the seventh day. He stopped to enjoy his creation, and he said it was very good. So understanding work, that it's... Um paid and unpaid and and how much it creeps into our life and and because if you're not if you're maybe not at work but you're thinking about work then you're still on aren't you yeah it's like it's like your mind's still there you may as well be there because you're spending your waking hours or maybe precious hours of sleep thinking about work and the worries of yesterday or tomorrow Mm. eugene peterson um points out even though sabbath has been one of the most abused and distorted practices of the Christian life, we cannot do without it. Sabbath is not primarily about us or how it benefits us. It is about God and how God forms us. He goes on to say, I don't see any way out of it. If we're going to live appropriately in the creation we have been given, we must keep the Sabbath. So it doesn't get talked about a lot. Uh, depending on your ex- expression of faith or, or thoughts on this, it doesn't get preached on a lot. I can recall just a small handful of messages on Sabbath over the years. It's a heart position, isn't it, first and foremost, of how we do our day, our rhythm, how we observe Sabbath on a weekly basis, and that you can carry Sabbath into your vacation time in, in a more extended for a more extended period, so like a Sabbath vacation. Any other thoughts on the importance of Sabbath and rest and the elements of it? In the busyness of our lives, Sabbath can can kind of just come and go and we haven't really been intentional whatsoever about how we connect in with God and with our faith. And for me, Sabbath really is about spending that time with God and trying to, to be rid of some of those distractions so things like work can actually be a distraction because I know for myself I take pride in my work and um, I want to make sure I'm doing a, a good job and so I'm always putting the cherry on top or making it better and so that can actually 
hijack my time with God. So I think it's really important that even if we don't have the luxury of being able to to take that sabbatical from work, I think we can do it in in the in the small ways within our week, within our day. And so for me, I think being flexible about my Sabbath and not necessarily making it a particular day works for me. Some people need to have that structure. I need to to do it much more flexibly. And so it could be things like going on my daily walk that I would do for my own self-care and and to keep myself fit and healthy, but I also try to make that a time of Sabbath as well where I can walk quite mindfully because part of that Sabbath is to be able to rid our minds of those distractions and to be able to really be much more mindful about our relationship with God, to be mindful about the the world and our environment around us and, and to really tap into our creator and and to tend to parts of of ourselves that we might not address otherwise. And so we're not saying, well, we can end up idolising and worshipping work because worship is, is about what you focus on and prioritise and put first, isn't it? And so it can really creep in. We're not also saying at the other extreme because work is a really good thing and um, we're, we're part of our being made in God's image is, is that we work and work well. Wendell Berry writes, whatever is foreseen in joy must be lived out from day to day. Vision held upon in the dark by our 10,000 days of work. Harvest will fill the barn for that the hand must ache, the face must sweat, and yet no leaf or grain is filled by work of ours, the field is tilled and left to grace that we may reap. Great work is done while we're asleep. When we work well, a Sabbath mood rests on our day and finds it good. So good. Now, what does Sabbath look like for you, Max? What, what are some things that just, you know, are important to you? And you have to unpack the whole, just some of the elements. Look, for me, it's about that intentional stopping of the productivity and the, I love what you said, Siobhan, trying to, you know, the cherry on top, doing my best, um, putting the extra effort, um, I've got to be very intentional about um, stopping that, um, really leaning into what God is speaking to me, what God is saying, noticing him a lot more um, through lots of different things. Um, and with spirituality, that's one side of it. One of the other things we teach our counselling students in AIFC around self-care is to make sure that Sabbath also includes vocational renewal and um, physical renewal and um, relational renewal. And so it's not just about stopping from work and resting, but looking at how you can rest through relationships, through a relationship with God, through our uh, whatever we do physically. So I think it's broader and more nuanced than just, you know, you stop work and you sit on the couch. I think there's, there's a real intentionality yeah. that we need to build into and, and a rhythm around, um, around our lives. And look, to be honest, I'm, I'm figuring it out like all of us, um, what works and what doesn't work. Yeah. Um, and I noticed, I'll tell you what, I notice when I don't do it well. If I start my Monday again and I'm not feeling rested, it's because I have not done something that would have been beneficial to me in that 
seventh day. Um, so I think that the older I become, the more value I see in, um, and and the more I understand why God said, whoever, it, it's, a, it's a form of slavery if you can't rest. And if you look at the biblical account and this story around um, God liberating his people from slavery in Egypt. So God ties the Sabbath or Sabbath keeping to freedom from that. And I think anyone who overworks is really a slave. So I agree with what you said, Nick. Work is super important. I love work. Work is what makes us in God's image. But it's equally important that we lean into his rest and we understand the value of that as well. You prompted my thinking around some things that uh, Scazzaro writes in uh, uh, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. We'll leave a, a link to that in the in the show notes um, around there's a four four points around stop, rest, delight, and contemplate. So that you just mm. said it's not it's not just a day off, is it? Because it's it's like oh, yeah, how was how was your weekend? It's all like how are your days off? It's the, and, and whenever you do Sabbath, it might be on a Monday. It might be. It's not so much that it has to be the weekend because people work all sorts of different jobs and roles and hours and such things, as Siobhan touched on. That intentionality of carving out this space where we stop and really cease from paid and unpaid work, as Siobhan picked up on as well, and delight in God, delight in creation, Delight in small things that we often may... It's the old mm. saying of stopping mm. to smell the roses, isn't it? One thing I would add to that in terms of not adding to the four, but just more of a thought, and Laos Yu writes, in pursuit of knowledge, every day something is acquired. In pursuit of wisdom, every day something is dropped. What is it that uh, is important for us and for you to let go of and perhaps look at stopping so just a question again to leave you, what, is, what do you need to let go of? What can we leave behind this year? One of the things I've been doing this year is having some spiritual direction and it's where I've actually engaged a spiritual director who is a qualified practitioner. And I did that really intentionally because I really wanted to practice the art of, of Sabbath and I needed to do that with somebody else to guide me. And it was about trying to deepen my intimacy with God in a way that's been intentionally led by, by another person. And I found that practice to be really inspiring. And one of the things that we've been working on together is what, what are the practical ways that I can, I can do my Sabbath? What does Sabbath look like for me? And particularly because we have been working from home, I've had that that luxury of being able to be flexible with my time. And so I started to do some mindfulness. And in that, what what I did was I started to walk, and which was great for me physically, but I also started to take photos. And I was taking photos of God's creation around me. And so it might just be walking past a house where there might be a beautiful flower and stopping and taking a zero, like a really beautiful photo of that flower and being able to take that and remember my journey and remember God's creation. And for me, that has just made the difference between being a Christian, but really feeling and experiencing Christianity for myself. Some of the things I find in Sabbath, and I'm just thinking, I think, because I'm about to take 
some a number of weeks off is um, I know that it'll and will intentionally ensure that it involves time at the ocean because that's that's energizing and and renewing and you know, it's teeming with life and constantly changing and it's it's a bit dangerous and it's also fun and it's you know it cools you down when it's hot. Uh, it, it's a whole lot of things that it also links back to my childhood. So there's an important part there in that renewal for me. So maybe that's something that you can relate to. And it's often things that, as Siobhan touched on, that we are reconnecting with that have some level of importance with or significance to us and or things that we often just don't take the time that we fly by. And in your example, Siobhan, just stop, take a photo of that, which it causes you to stop, you'll linger there and then look for that right photo op and probably take 50 photos trying to get that one but that's okay so what is it for you that that enables you to really rest and then to be energized and recharge sometimes when we talk about stopping we can quickly think well how can i do that with the amount of work and things that need to get done and so one of the things we share with clients um personally I found these very helpful um, from someone's advice is to consider delegating things. We're not very good delegators and often we don't think uh-huh. through, Oh, I don't really have to do that. Or my wife doesn't really need to do that. There, it can be small things that you can delegate to somebody else to do that will give us more space to be able to delight and rest and keep to the Sabbath rhythm. So I'll just throw that one out there because I think it will be helpful for people to think what, what, what can you delegate that's on your plate right now that will give you more time to do um, Sabbath well? Yeah, that's good. Because there's really practical elements to this, isn't it? Is you, it? It's not going to happen. Sabbath isn't going to drop itself in your lap and just happen naturally and, and all of a sudden is it, is you've got to be really deliberate and carve it out and start practising it. And, and further to your point, Max, what do you say – what are you going to have to keep out and, and say no to and and block to create this sort of fenced-off space? Exactly. And, and then I think it gets very powerful and it starts to uh, – your relationship with God changes and your relationship with yourself and with others takes on a whole new level. And your health changes. <laughs> your, health, your health changes for the positive. Um, there's a reason why I commanded it. And, uh, I mean, there's a bunch of research and – findings around the the importance of this stuff and longevity and um, mental health and physical health. So, hey, it's a good thing. It's not just because um, we're, we're saying it. it there's, there's research that proves with, with evidence that it, it, it is really good for us. It's really healthy for us. Okay. Any words on play? Final word on play. I think this is important just to touch on because it's, it's just a fun thing to talk about and it's an important part of this equation. Being, having a playful mindset, a, a playfulness, and play itself. It's important. Why is it important? And what are some things we can do or even think about putting into practice in terms of play as we go into Sabbath vacation, Sabbath rest? I think play, um, the, the adult definition is recreation <laughs> isn't it because we we often think plays for children you know we certainly know that there's been so much evidence to show 
that play actually does improve our mental health. When we're playing, when we're involved in recreational activities, we release endorphins, which improve our brain's functionality, and it actually stimulates creativity. For myself, I know that I'm very left brain oriented. I'm methodical, uh, I'm analytical, and I have to really be intentional about engaging that right side of my brain in play and recreation and becoming creative. And so for me, some of that, some of that recreation is, is creating things like quilting. I really like to sew and, and make things. And I've been, I've actually just sewn my first grandchild's first blanket, which is just hey. beautiful. But it, it actually was for me in some ways, if we could link this back to what we talked about around Sabbath, for me, being able to create and see the patterns come together was in some way almost parallel to my faith and and how important my faith is. And it was really, for me, a form of self-care and relaxation. So I, I really do think that play and recreation for adults is so important, not just for children. We have to be very mindful about that. Siobhan, a friend of mine said to me on the weekend, um, I haven't played enough this week, so I'm probably going to be less productive on Monday. And I thought, wow, to actually connect, you know, playfulness with um, outcomes and being productive, such a key thing. Like rest. If you don't play and you don't rest, you're not going to be as efficient. So um, there's definitely a correlate there um, when it comes yeah. to that. But very, very powerful statement. I haven't played enough this week, so I'm going to be less productive the next. Mm. So um, I like what you said, Nick, earlier. It's about what a great activity to work out the things that are delightful to you and that you enjoy doing and working that out. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe for, a, for the first time or something that you haven't done for a long time um, and then using some of your personal agency to work out, all right, this is my plan for me. These are the things that I uh, delight, that I enjoy doing. This is, these are going to be my playful activities and then that you go off and actually do them. Um, and then, you know, hold yourself accountable and review it six months down the track and go, wow, look, I did these things and I'm feeling a lot better. My mental health has improved. My um, physical health has improved. Relationship with my significant other has improved. Yeah. Um, you know, put it to the test and see what comes out the other end. Wonderful. Any final thoughts on Sabbath rest or play, guys? Over this summer season, I invite everyone who's listening to make a plan and to be really intentional and choose maybe just one thing that they can do to contribute to Sabbath, to contribute to their rest and to contribute to their play. And if it doesn't go well the first time, great, that's fine. Um, either let it go and move on or, or go or try it again. Max? My last one would be don't be afraid to reach out to other people to be your play buddies because uh, I think we can tend to do things very individually at times and reality is a lot of people in your circles, your friends, your extended family are probably craving um, play as much as you are and they'd be pretty open to going and, you know, have a game of tennis or uh, do some paddle boarding or having a swim in the ocean. So pick up the phone, connect, and you, you might find a, um, you know, a 2022 recreational buddy uh, just in, in the wings there, just waiting for you to make that call. 
Well, guys, I've I've enjoyed uh, the podcast and the panel with you guys this year. It's been great, and, and the connection and our journey this year. So I just wanted to, in our last episode for the year, thank both of you for being part of the Council Culture Podcast. Really appreciate it. And I know our listeners have as well. So thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure. It's been a blast. And I think we've learned as much as from each other as um, we're different people today than we were in at the beginning of it. So it's yeah. been great. Yeah, yeah. It's been really good. And it's been fun. And fun. So, so thank you, Max. Thank you, Siobhan. And thank you to you, our listeners. Thank you for being a part of the Council Culture Podcast this year. And we look forward to joining you next year. We've got a, a, a range of great shows and topics and speakers lined up, and we can't wait to share those with you. Um, but until then, uh, may the Lord bless you and keep you and his face shine upon you and bring you his peace. Bye for now.